0: The A's and the Rays may rhyme, but the Yankees have discovered they are two very different teams. You are Locked On MLB, your daily MLB podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Lockdown MLB, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the Daily Podcast. We talk about all the Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. There's my lower third. You can call me Sully. This episode is being dropped on the 12th day of May, 2023. And we're going to be talking about two teams that, in theory, should be in the exact same boat and in practice, are mirror opposites of each other and the yankees just got a taste of both of them uh, by the way i've been a podcaster for the last you know decade or so and it's my fifth season of lockdown Podcast network i've been i'm a television producer who's done a lot of things including appearing on hbo sports and some other places like that hey i'll follow us on lockdown and there'll be pods on twitter and on instagram I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram, and download the Game Time app. Create an account, use code MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's Game Time. Hey, um, over the week, the Yankees played three games against the Oakland A's, and the A's are kind of a that that. Elixir. It's that oh, it's like a trip to the spa. I thought they were gonna be a scrappy team that were gonna pull some wins out and be like a gnat in the ear of certain clubs. Well, no. Here they are. They're eight and thirty. And they went to play the Yankees this last week, and you know, it was it was just another weekend of awfulness, another week of awfulness for the A's. They lost seven two, 10-5, 11 three. the A's combined for 10 runs in the three series and the Yankees combined for 28 and it was and and you know what it, it even even when they had games where someone's stealing piles of bases or someone's hit three home runs in one game, they get an early lead. you just knew every time it was just going to be a disaster. And it just makes you wonder how the hell did they win those two games against Kansas City? But Kansas City is not very competitive this year. But anyway, they got swept by the Yankees. They got swept by the Mariners. They nearly got swept by the Reds. They, they lost three out of four to the Angels, two out of three to the Texas Rangers. And, of course, they got shut out by Nathaniel Eovaldi today. But it, when you go play Oakland, it's one of those situations where it builds up your confidence. I thought the Yankees, who were, you know, came across losing two out of three to the Rays, but you know held their own without Stanton, without Judge. Suddenly Judge was back, and they bombarded Oakland, even though it wasn't you know Judge dominating, but it was like hey, having him back in the lineup meant it felt like the Yankees again. And I thought, I know, uh, Stacy over at Lockdown Yankees thought. Uh, my friend Nicole Corcolis is a wonderful comedian, huge Yankee fan. We all thought the same thing, which was okay. It's kind of like starting the lawnmower. They 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 get the rhythm of how to win and everything like that. And those three convincing wins against Oakland was going to carry on. They have the four game series against Tampa, and you're like, okay. And and by the way, after you know they they don't have many games left with Tampa. The head-to-head games and say, okay, there's a sense of urgency here, and they're going to come on and they're going to show what they got. And if you saw the Yankee Rays game, um, the final score was eight to two, and it was a one. It was you know for the first five innings, it was one nothing. And you know it was an unearned run. Rizzo booted in the the Rays. Whenever you give the Rays another out, they always capitalize on it. They do. You just watch a raise game. If you make a mistake, they will capitalize it. And that's what they did. And Herman wasn't bad, but then it just was, you know, low double, big double here, home run there. It's like the one nothing turned into five nothing and five nothing turned into eight nothing. And by the end, yeah, the Yankees scored two runs, but because they were playing like Jake Diekman and, and they were, they were just, they were throwing out. Reclamation projects. By the end, it was a spring training game for the Rays. They're like, oh, let's try some arms out here. See what they're doing. And you looked at that and you say, one team is just astronomically better at virtually every aspect of baseball. There was no way anyone could watch that game and think that these are two evenly matched teams. It's just, it's it's not it's not possible to have that point of view, and right now, I mean, amazingly, Tampa Bay has won thirty games, and they have not lost ten. They got to thirty wins before they got to double digit losses, and take a look at the way I mean they're they've played the Yankees at this point four times, and they've won three of them. They played the Red Sox four times and they've won all four of them. They've played, uh, you know, they've played. Okay, the only teams that have a winning record on them are Houston, Toronto, and uh, Baltimore. It's one and two. You know, it's not exactly like they've been blowing the doors off the dump. They've played the White Sox seven times and beat them six the A's haven't beaten them the pirates haven't beaten them the nats have when they when they play sub 500 teams they beat the tar out of them and so you look at this i mean they've they've they just were a better team they've played 15 blowout games where the difference was five runs or more and 13 of them They've won. And do you, know what? you remember that one game they lost against the White Sox was the one they let up seven runs in the bottom of the ninth. That was, they were this close. They were one pitch away from being 7-0 and against the White Sox. And every aspect of this team. You know, Rasmussen pitched today, and he was phenomenal. I mean, he pitched seven shutout innings, and, you know, he's lowering his ERA. McClanahan. Has an ERA in the ones. You know, they and they and they've had injuries. Remember, Springs was got out to that amazing start? He's probably out for the rest of the year. But do you know what? They'll just they reach in, they grab Taj Bradley. They 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 sign Zach Eflin. You know, they do their they do their opener situation. And they do weird things like Chase Anderson was there for two games. One of them he pitched to save. He threw five shutout in. He said, Okay, bye. We don't need you. We're gonna try someone else. Little, they're little shell games and you look up and here they are. they are playing at a different level and as of this recording uh, let's go let's go to the MLB website right now you know you take a look at the standings right now it's dangerous to look at the standings before Memorial Day but they're up by nine games on the Yankees. I think they have five head-to-head left. Let me ask you a question. Barring catastrophic injury, do you think that from this moment to the end of the year, the Yankees will play nine games better than the Rays? Do you? I mean, look, I know there's, there's like three quarters of the season left. Okay, there's a lot of baseball left to be played. But in this sample size, when you see this team, you see how the Yankees are, you see how the Rays are. The Yankees are not a bad team, but do you think they'll play nine games better than the Rays? The Rays have done so many things well. They've done so many things. When you take a look at whether it's, you know, they, they got Rasmussen in the Willie Adamas trade. So, yeah, they traded a young shortstop, but they knew they had Wander Franco waiting in the wings. So they let Wander Franco play, and when they pull off a deal, it's not just a salary dump. They wind up getting Rasmussen, who you know they're able to play. It's basically like we're trading away Willie Adamas for Rasmussen and Wander Franco. When they make a deal, they'll get someone like Randy Rosarena in the deal. You know, they will look up and then they'll, you know, they're not obviously a big budget team. I'm going to get into the comparison with the other team in a second, but they will open up the the purse strings, make sure Yandy Diaz doesn't ski and then daddle. This is a strange team, which by all accounts should be a disaster. And yet they are making mincemeat out of everybody. And, you know, they lost a couple games to Baltimore, all right? You're like, oh, my God, are they going to go to a three-game losing streak? No. Now, the Yankees are going to have to win out the rest of the series, win the next three games. Otherwise, the Rays can look themselves in the mirror and say, hey, you know, if they win just one more game, they can look at the mirror and say, hey, we went into Yankee Stadium and, uh, you know, split the series. You go into a playoff team at home, a team with a winning record at home, and you split the series, no matter who you are, you feel like, okay, you know, we didn't lose it. We didn't lose, we didn't gain. And But for the Yankees, you didn't gain. And you don't have a lot of these head-to-head matchups left. It sounds weird, but it's not even Mother's Day. And the Yankees' possibilities of winning the division are... I don't want to say done. Obviously, they're not. But they're going to have to take a good, long look in the mirror if they don't win this series against the Rays. And this coming off of the series they had with Oakland, who's going to be a little bit of our discussion comparing and contrasting the two teams that rhyme and are in the similar predicament, and yet somehow they are the absolute mirror opposites. But right now, it is time to talk a little bit about our new sponsor, and that would be, drumroll please, So Rare. Now, So Rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace, transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 major league teams. And unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, and selling and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. So, they've also partnered with Major League Baseball All-Stars Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez to serve as brand ambassadors. Both are featured in SoRare's current brand campaign, and will engage with the So Rare community throughout the season at MLB events. Major League Baseball game weeks happen twice weekly and span a three- or four-day cycle. At the end of game weeks, So Rare baseball managers who rank near at the top of their leaderboards can win a variety of rewards, which can include So Rare scarcity cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, and VIP experience like meeting baseball stars and superstars. And of course, the prizes vary depending on the competition. So head to so rare.com slash locked on, that's spelled S O R A R E dot com, to draft your team of free player cards. Set up your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's so rare.com slash locked on to start playing today. It's incredible. When you look at the A's and the Rays, because on paper, they're the same situation, and not just because they rhyme. Baseball is gonna expand. Baseball, this is the longest baseball has gone without an expansion since the first expansion. The first expansion was in the early 60s with the formation of the Angels, the second Washington team to supplant the Minnesota Twins, uh, the Mets, and the Astros were the 1961 and 1962 expansions. Baseball had be kicking and screaming into expansion. And then they found out all the money they were making. So they expanded again in 69. They expanded again in 77. They expanded again in 92. They expanded again in 90, uh, before the 1998 season. There's been no expansion this century. We're in the 20th, it's been a quarter of a century without any expansion. And there are markets that certainly can feel the team. Portland, I think, could support a team. Uh, you know, Charlotte, Nashville, Montreal, and maybe another market, maybe Albuquerque, maybe Austin, maybe Mexico City, maybe Vancouver. You know, these are places that could make a real. I mentioned Charlotte, right? You know, Nashville to me, Nashville is the biggest no-brainer. Nashville is absolutely ripe for a major league team which is why i can't believe the a's weren't focusing if they were going to move why they weren't focusing on nashville i know some people say nashville wants their own team they don't want to uh, transplant the team pish posh pish and also posh They would love it. And if they wanted to rename them, fine. Leave the A's name in Oakland, and that would be the Nashville Sound or the Nashville Stars, whichever one they'd be. That would be a fabulous fit for the A's to, to fit right there in Nashville. They would have gone bananas for them, and they would have had their own home. This is what they've been searching for since they left Philadelphia in 1952 or 53, whatever the hell it was. But the thing that has been keeping Major League Baseball from expansion is the fact that you have two major league cities who are in a horrible stadium situation. The Oakland Coliseum has been falling apart since the 70s. And Tropicana Field was outdated the nanosecond that they moved into it because Tropicana Field was built before the stadium craze of the 90s. It was built to lure an expansion team or another franchise. It was built in the 80s. It was built to lure the White Sox, the Rangers, the Giants, the Mariners. They all threatened to move. It was that's when Tampa Bay was considered to be a mecca, and it was a bargaining chip to potentially move to Tampa Bay. And by the time the Rays were, they expanded the Rays. They took one look at this place and said, "Man, this place is a dump, and it's in the wrong place. It's in Saint Petersburg. It's not in downtown Tampa Bay." Now, the Oakland Coliseum is. A wonderful place to see a game if you want to be around a small crowd who loves their team. And I do recommend going to Oakland this year. Tickets are available, and you should, if this is indeed is the final season of it, you should experience it. But you look at this team, and holy cats! I mean, the Rays may get major league talent back for some of their moves, the A's have got nothing. Absolutely nothing, and when you see an an A's game, even if they jump up to like a two nothing lead or something like that, you just know this is not only gonna not only gonna lose. It'll probably be like ten nothing. They got shut out today by Nathan Valde. They haven't forget ten games. They haven't won nine. They're almost exactly the polar opposite of Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's thirty and nine. The A's are eight and thirty. And they're in the same situation. They have microscopic payroll playing in a stadium that's falling apart that nobody wants. And they have to fix that situation. You can't expand and have two franchises that are still dying on the vine. They have to figure out what they're going to do with Tampa Bay. They're going to have to figure out what they have to do with Oakland. Oakland looks like it's going to Las Vegas, I guess. They have to decide where to build the stadium or whatnot. I stand by. Sorry, everyone. I think moving to Vegas is a horrible idea move to Portland, move to Nashville, move to Charlotte, move to one of these other places. Vegas is going to be, a. you've heard it here first, I don't want it to fail. I want every baseball team to be in a healthy situation with a huge fan base. That's the the honest truth. And as much as I love there being a team in Oakland, I understand that the Bay Area has just never been able to support two teams. Move them to Oregon, move them to all these other places. Why are you going to put them in Las Vegas where they're destined to fail? And they have an owner Fisher, who's letting them fail. I can break down the pitching staff and this, that, or the other thing. What's the point? Fisher has not been investing in the team. Fisher has been wanting the team to die on the vine, so he can point out the fact that there's more people listening to Locked On MLB than showing up to A's games. That's part of what he wants. It's the plot of Major League. But like Major League. When they were the owner was trying to to make the the Indians that's what they were called then make the Indians terrible so they can move to Miami. The the move that they're focused towards is one that won't work. We've seen Miami not be the baseball mecca we thought it was going to be, and we're going to see the same thing for Las Vegas. But the interesting thing is the fact that while they're both in the same situations and they both have super low payrolls, they're both in the bottom five of payrolls. One is doing so wonderfully and the other is being a disaster. And remember that the A's were two wins away during the truncated 2020 season from having an as Rays American League Championship Series. I remember when that was happening, if you listen to Lockdown MLB back then, I said, the winner gets a stadium. But here we are. And you see that this A's team has put together a squad that just isn't a major league team. And the Rays can do it, but the A's can't. And I believe right there, there's a key difference the Rays have kept Wander Franco. The A the Rays have kept Yandi Diaz. But the A's traded off Olsen and Chapman and everyone before they could even ask for a raise. The A's won out. And the Rays don't. Now, I've heard proposals for Orlando, and maybe there was a talk of them moving to Montreal, whatever like that. I think the Rays can work in Tampa Bay. The Rays do have a very big following. They get very good television ratings. They do have a strong following, just not high attendance. And they've never had the stadium in the right place. And Tampa Bay has been very supportive of the Lightning. And I think with this team, if you had a decent stadium in the right place, not out in St. Petersburg, but in downtown Tampa, I think the team would survive and thrive. I honestly do. And I think the ownership wants that. And I think it might be a better fit than Orlando. But even if they, if they wound up moving to Orlando, and that's a different podcast, a different conversation, at least there will still be a team in Central Florida. There'll still be a team in the Bay Area. It will make me very sad. But I honestly think, and it just won't happen, but Fisher, the owner of the A's, should be forced to sell the team. They've done that before. They forced McCourt to sell the team. They've done it. They've moved teams around and been able to, you know, appoint this owner or that owner. Have him sell the team. He'll make his millions and you know swim in it, destroying the Oakland A's. But he should not be able to be rewarded. In the outside chance that the team works out, and they, and you know what if the, and again I can't stress this enough. If the A's move to Vegas, I want them to succeed there. I do. I just don't think it's the right place. But I do like this ownership with the Rays because they're trying to put a winner on the, the field with a low payroll. And by the way, we, I don't. I feel odd bringing up payroll all the time on this. As of this recording, when you look at the bottom four payrolls, if you include the twenty-six man roster and other, uh, you know, other contracts and players that are injured or deferred money and everything like that, the bottom four payrolls right now, three of them are playoff teams: the Pirates, the Rays, and the Orioles. And the A's are the are on the bottom but they're not that far behind Baltimore. They're not that far behind Tampa. They're not that far behind Pittsburgh. And if you look at the top, you know, the Mets are the top payroll right now. And they're not running away with it. Hell, I don't, I mean, do they have a winning record right now? I, I mean, let me check the standing. I mean, I know they lost to, uh, no, they're sub 500. You know, the Yankees are next. They're hovering around 500. San Diego is after that. Guess where they are? They're they're at 500. Then comes Philadelphia, who are one game under 500. So, you know, it isn't that spending huge piles of money is a correlation with running away with it. Maybe some of it is how it's run. And the A's have been run into the ground. But I wound up buying a ticket because uh, for the final A's game because I wanted to experience that. If this is saying goodbye, I want to be there. And guess what I did? I used game time because game time is the best way to do it. You're buying tickets. Shouldn't be a stressful experience. And I have a specific kind of seat I like to have. My ideal seat is is in not field level but the next level. I don't want to be high up. I don't want to be field level. I like being in the middle, one of those middle like the mezzanines or the load section. and I like to be I like to be in the front row. I don't want anyone walking behind me. I want to be able to lean against the railing if I want. and I like to be in between home plate and the and the first base. That view. I, that's my favorite vantage point. A little closer to home plate but certainly on the first base side and guess what I use game time to do that it was fast and easy and I got to be able to view the seat you know where what's my view I so boom that's what I want boom clicked on it got it and it, it, I don't have to dig for an email because it collected it right on your phone You're easy to find and buy new tickets of any events and you don't have to plan so that's a game that's being played at the end of September if you want to last minute tickets great deals. Not just baseball either. Sports, music, comedy, theater, use game time for all of it. Get those killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. So you can forget the planning of the months. They get the deals right then and there. Great guaranteed game time. That means that you can have the best price. If you find tickets to the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So, buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you are set. So, snag the tickets without the stress on game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the code MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account or in redeem code MLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's game time. Hey, let's just wrap up here. we got a weekend of games coming up, uh, and it's a big one for San Diego, who are going head-to-head with Los Angeles. Los Angeles got off to a little bit of a clunky start, but guess what? They're back in first place again, and they look pretty good. Um, and that that's going to be a really big series right down the five where I'm sitting right now. May is starting. Snell is starting. The Dodgers want to win that division And they want to sticking it to the Padres and shoving them below 500 in head-to-head matchups. That's going to be a big thing. Uh, The D backs are going to be playing the giants and they also want to be making a run. And they're in second place, a couple of games behind, uh, three games behind the Dodgers at this point. Again, it's too early to be checking standings but D backs want to keep hanging around here in mid-May. The Brewers want to somehow leapfrog the pirates as you know, I talked about the other day that nobody wants to win the National Central. The Pirates are playing Baltimore, and the Royals are playing the Brew Crew, and the Brewers better you know they start winning. I mean, the division is right there for the taking. The White Sox got rid of like about fifty-eight players. I, it was amazing. They were throwing so many bodies over the side as they're saying, "All right, let's just clean house right here," and they're going to be playing the uh, the Astros in a rematch of the two thousand five. World Series. Talk about a World Series rematch. The Cardinals and the Red Sox are facing off and Paxton is pitching for Boston. Wainwright, the ancient Cardinal, is throwing for the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals better dust themselves off. They better start winning, although the Red Sox are hoping that the Cardinals continue their losing streak. Hey, two teams that are hovering near the first place could really do with winning a series is going to be the Guardians versus the Angels. They're going on in Cleveland. I mentioned Rays and Yankees. Cole, who has been great against everyone except Tampa Bay this year, um, this is a big game for the Yankees because they can't drop the first two games of the series. Uh, Striders pitching for the Braves. Uh, the Minnesota Twins are in first place. Got a huge hit from Carlos Correa. Uh, Sonny Gray, who has been phenomenal out of the gate as they're playing the Cubs. Andrew Smiley. And the Phillies and the Rocks are two teams that can't get out of their own way. They're going to be facing off. And that's going to be a fun weekend. Is, there, is there, was there another game I didn't mention? I think I covered them all. So it's going to be a fun weekend of baseball. And it's going to be Mother's Day. I know my mom's listening. Happy Mother's Day. And your pal Sully is turning the Ichiro on Sunday. That's right. It'll be my 51st birthday on May 14th. On the day I was born, May 14, 1972, it was the first game that Willie Mays played against the Giants. This was his first game with the New York Mets, and he homered to help the Mets win. So when I was born, Willie Mays helped beat the Giants. Go figure that out. That was more than a half century ago. So follow us on Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow me. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Seeing that the A's and Rays may rhyme, but that's where the similarities end. This has been Locked On MLB for the 12th day of May 2023. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.